Welcome everyone to our podcast. My name is Ella Putz and I'm the moderator for this Wilweg and Study in Holland podcast. And this Christmas, just like last year, Nafix, Study in Holland and Wilweg are combining strengths to talk about an important topic that unites both Dutch and international students. We are here to talk about student well-being. And with me are two students, each with their own story about student well-being, but more importantly, how to take good care of yourself when you are studying abroad as an international student um, in the Netherlands or as a Dutch student abroad. Welcome to Dutch student Dirkje and international student Anna. And Dirkje, Anna, you are two live experts on the topic, but you are not the only ones with us today because joining them are Thomas Bell and Ellen van Veen. Thomas is a board member of Frisse Gedachtes, which is a national platform based all over the country to help universities and their students cope with mental well-being issues. Um, something we will talk about a lot today. And uh, Ellen works as an advisor for ECIO, which is the Dutch Expertise Center uh, for Inclusive Education. Ellen, uh, Thomas, welcome to you both as well. Um, As said before, we are here to talk about mental well-being because there is a worrying number of students who are coping with uh, mental well-being is issues such as loneliness, depression and anxiety. And a recent study conducted by Trimbos has shown that 51% of students has had a mental well-being issue in the in the last year. Um, worrying numbers. And in this podcast, we will therefore share stories of students who um, who have coped with mental well-being issues, each in, each in their own way. Um, and important to add is that we realize that uh, there are issues corona-related, but there are also a lot of mental well-being issues not corona-related or that are more coming to light now because of corona. And in this podcast, we will uh, we will talk about both. Um, however, and I think it is more important to add, I cannot emphasize this enough, that with this podcast, we hope to help international students in the Netherlands and Dutch students uh, who are studying abroad to um, cope with how they're feeling and to uh, to find help or um, at least get them um, to know where they are, where they could find help. That being said, it is time to start helping. Uh, talking and maybe a little bit of healing here and there. So welcome to this Wilweg and Study in Holland podcast. Welcome everyone at home who is listening, but also a very warm welcome to the guests here in the studio at Nuffik, Dirkje, Thomas, Ellen and Anna. Uh, guys, I'm so happy we are almost physically all here because last year around this time we also recorded a podcast and we we had to do that all from our bedrooms, from our studios, from our offices uh, at home. And looking back on this year, I don't know about you, but I lost count of all the days I spent inside in 2021. I think even more than 2020. Um, how do you all look back on 2021? Dirkje, let's let's start with you. To be honest, I'm kind of glad it's almost over. Like it for me, it was really a year with ups and downs. But because of all the downs, it was sometimes hard to enjoy the ups. So yeah, maybe time for a fresh start and being less at home. Hopefully, let's yeah, see exactly. And we will also look back on the on the ups and downs because mm. I think you have learned a lot in yes, 2021. Sure. Um, Anna, you are joining us uh, from uh, from your home, um, so there is still a little bit of like Corona measures here. Um, how how do you look back on the past year? Um, I would say it was a lot better than the previous year because the previous year taught me a lot when it comes to well being. 
I started doing meditations almost daily, but this is something that really helps. Like you listen to a calming voice, a calming music, and you relax and it really kind of makes you feel a lot better. Then I started um, really uh, following my timetable and especially I go out at least once a day, enjoying the sun if possible and just walking around, um, seeing people, seeing a lot of dogs in the street. It makes me very happy. And yeah, just generally being grateful for being able to be in this great place. Yeah, that's great to hear. And going out at least once a day can bring a lot of good things to students. With us is Thomas Bell, he's from <laughs> Student Platform Frisse Gedachtes. And one of the things Frisse Gedachtes does is organize walks for that students. Yeah. Um, Thomas, can you tell us a little bit more about uh, Frisse Gedachtes and, and the work that you're doing? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, As you already mentioned, we are a national student organization uh, which focuses on uh, the improvement of student well-being. Uh, and with Frisse Gedachtes, uh, we offer three uh, different services. Uh, and the first service, yeah, you already mentioned a little bit, uh, that is uh, what we call Frisse Gedachtes Connect. With Frisse Gedachtes Connect, we try to connect people or connect students uh, based on their interests. And they uh, can do a social activity like doing sports together or uh, go to a bar uh, and drink a beer or something. So that's one of our services. Uh, and the second service is our chat platform where students who can just uh, uh, talk to one of our buddies, students who need a listening ear, and they can talk to our buddies, um, which are also students, but which who have a uh, psychology background, and they are trained by us as well. Uh, so they can help the students and hopefully um, let them feel a little bit better. Uh, so that's the second uh, service uh, we offer. And the third service is, uh, the, uh, is organizing events. Um, and we organize different events, but this year they are focused on really important topics like performance pressure, uh, loneliness and feeling at home at your institution. Uh, we do that also with uh, a lot of our partners. And of course, a, a great example is uh, the walks we did with, uh, with Nafik. Uh, so the walks uh, at the week of the international student. Um, so yeah, that's uh, shortly about uh, Frisse Gedachtes. Yeah, <laughs> and I already asked a question to Dirkje and, and Anna. And how, yeah. how do you look back on 2021 in terms yeah. of the work that you do for, <laughs> for Frisse Gedachtes? Yeah, what can I say? I mean, um, firstly, it's it's very frustrated. It was a very frustrating year because it's going up and down all the time and it still is. Um, but with Frisse Gedachtes, yeah, I mean, um, this year also showed me that um, the improvement of student well-being is, is, uh, uh, is getting a lot more attention, uh, attention luckily. Um, so, uh, yeah, we try to do our best and uh, uh, we're needed, I think, in the upcoming years as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, next to you is another expert that helps with the improvement of student well-being, Ellen van Vee from ECIO. Um, Ellen, can you tell us a little bit more about the work that ECIO is doing? Yes, so ECIO is an expert center for inclusive education and uh, we uh, support higher education institutions um, to, on the one hand, make their education accessible for uh, students who have a disability or students who are in circumstances um, that make it yeah, more difficult to study, for example, because they uh, take care of a family member or um, they are a parent. Um, but on the other hand, um, yeah, all students are uh, having a hard time studying sometimes. And we see that uh, student well-being is uh, 
is a topic that that is really um, yeah very important. So we also support uh, institutions to create a study environment um, uh, that is uh, supportive for for the for the students, all students, uh, and that helps in their mental health. Yeah, and there are a lot of beautiful initiatives uh, coming from those uh, from those universities, and we will talk a lot about it today as as well. Uh, Dirkje, uh, 2020 and 2021 turned out to be completely uh, different than you thought, because uh, you did your Erasmus in Germany and you started with a double degree in Potsdam, uh, thinking that you would go to Dublin in Ireland for the for the second part. Uh, yeah, that all did not go according to plan. And because of COVID, you stayed in Germany, but you didn't only stay in Germany, you also stayed inside of your room for uh, the latter half of two years, I would, uh, I would, for the past two years, I would say. Uh, what would you say has been the biggest challenge of your, of your studies uh, abroad? Yeah, in a way, my room, because it was exactly 20 square uh, quadrat meter. Square meters. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> um, so I would say um, mostly my room because it was exactly 20 uh, <laughs> square meters. Yeah. You can also say it was a very small room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So to be honest, in a way, my room, because it was quite small and after having at first uh, quarantined there and then with lockdown, I could ne- not see see the walls anymore. Like, as we say in Dutch, they were coming towards me. Um, but I would also say that it's very difficult to deal with your expectations and the pressure in a way, but also the uncertainty. Um, because like the pressure, um, you want to do well, but it's very hard to do well, especially when you're always in your room. Um, the expectations, yeah, I, I hope to be able to go to Dublin and I have never been there, even though I'm now graduated. Um, and uncertainty, we as students did not know what was going on. Of course, nobody really knew, but we didn't know what the university was going to do. Did we have online classes or not? And even though when we had online classes, a lot of teachers were saying the whole time, oh, but in two weeks we will have like in-person um, courses. And that was very stressful because when they said that, for example, I was still in Amsterdam because I couldn't go back. Um, and after that, I was in quarantine. So it's very difficult to handle that and for your mental well-being not the best situation to be into and of course when you're um, studying abroad you want to have like a cool social life you want to experience things travel and that mostly wasn't possible so that was quite difficult to deal with yeah yeah uh, Anna you're on the other side of the line here on the laptop hearing to Dirkje's uh, story do you recognize uh, uh, parts of what Dirkje is uh, is telling Yeah, definitely. Um, For me, the COVID started um, when I was almost starting to write my final thesis. And we still had some lectures in person, especially the lectures related to the thesis, like how to write this and that. And for me, it was very vital to actually be in class, to be able to talk to my peers, to share, you know, how we hate writing the thesis. And then it all moved online. And it suddenly cut such a huge part because I'm a very social person and I really need this communication face to face. Of course, the online was the only possible way, but it still was important for me to be able to hug somebody and it was all cut. So I felt very miserable and sad. And what helped me, I think, was just going outside, um, talk to people via Skype or Zoom and just just do it. Just sit, have my timetable, um, chat with friends. 
So yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think you know, trying to see what is possible, even if nothing seems possible, is a is a great a great mindset to to look at it, even though it can be hard from time to time. And Dirk, yeah, how did you uh, solve the the yeah the issues that you were coping with uh, when you were studying abroad? Yeah, like um, because if if you're an international student, you don't really have the safety net, safety net of your friends and family, and. I did realize that I needed to go out of my room, first of all. So I went on a lot of walks, but um, I also really sought to have connections with friends in Amsterdam or friends from everywhere. So, for example, a thing that really helped me actually was having every week a video call with one friend. And we mostly on Wednesdays did it and we just called it a weekly complaining Um And we just, for like hours, we complained to each other. And then after that, it was kind of a fresh start of the week. So that really helps. And but also with other friends and with family calling a lot and and talking about it with people. Because I quickly learned that a lot of people were in the same situation. And maybe normally you don't talk as quickly about mental health and mental well-being. But as everybody was going through kind of the same struggles, it was way easier to talk about it. And we all had this, oh, there's not really other ways we can get help, or at least there was not really professional help we could seek, we felt. So helping to each other was just very important. Yeah, so the, lot. the peer-to-peer was, was yes. very important. Thomas, that is exactly, I think, what, what Frisse Gedachtes is, is doing. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about the stories of Dirk and Anna? Yeah, I mean, we heard, we heard it a lot of uh, of students, and I was actually wanted to ask, uh, like, uh, when we talk about the role of institutions, I mean, could they in any way help you? So that was very problematic um, for me because, so from the university, there was no help coming at first. I think it at least has taken them like three quarters of a year before they sent an email about the possibility to go to a therapist. But the therapist only spoke German. And I must say, it's already hard to talk about these kinds of things in English. But And I do speak German, but not that I can say, oh, this is and this and this. So not that much. And also for me, it was kind of a huge step to go to a therapist. So I would have loved to have something like Frisse Gedachtes, where you can just go to other students and connect and do events. Because that is kind of, the bar is lower, it's easier, it's more available. So, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Thomas, how how does it work for, and let's say I'm an international student in the Netherlands, how can I get in contact with Frisse Gedachtes? Is that through my university? Yeah, yeah, because we have a lot of universities who work together with us. So um, they're supposed to be promoting us uh, at our website or the newsletter or something. Um, but we also try to promote ourselves, of course, and we have uh, different local boards who are um, sitting in uh, uh, different cities and uh, who try to help locally uh, the students who are there. Um, so we are all over the country and that I hope really reachable in that way. Um, but of course you can go to our website as well. I mean, frissgedachtes.nl, uh, uh, look at our social media uh, and then we can help you in, in several ways. Um, so yeah. 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 And another thing that uh, Dutch institutions do quite well is offer the help of student wellbeing officers. And I know Ellen that you have, have a lot of uh, contact with those officers or can you tell us a little bit more about what these officers can do for you or how, how easy can help with that yeah yeah I think uh, you do see that institutions in the Netherlands are uh, really focused now on on the well-being of their students and uh, yeah the well-being officers are one example that shows that they find it important um, and this well-being officer is uh, on the one hand um, 
trying to create a policy for how can we improve uh, student well-being. And that's, of course, a start. Um, and um, then they can see where, where do we see uh, the things that are missing. Maybe there, sh there should be uh, uh, um, little little lines not not only the the therapist like uh, there was at your your university in in germany um but uh also uh, a peer you can talk to but uh, and uh, someone else at the institution and you see more more initiatives starting um and uh we as uh, ECIO we um uh have the role of actually spreading the knowledge that is already here in the netherlands so um we uh want to hear about all those initiatives. Also, of course, Frisse Gedachtes um, is a really good one. So uh, for once, we we all um, uh, gathered it, it on our website. But we also have, uh, uh, we facilitate the National Network for the Higher Education Student Wellbeing. And um, this uh, gathers a couple of times a year. Uh, institutions uh, can be a member for example, teachers, uh, student deans, but also students themselves. And um, uh, we can present um, outcomes of research, but also uh, the, the, the good practices. And uh, uh, you, uh, Thomas, you were also there uh, there once. Um, so that's how, how we try to do that, because our vision is um, student well-being is, is a theme that we cannot all... Um, uh, solve uh, by ourselves. It's it's really uh, a societal issue, and uh, um, there are already great things happening, and we should know more about what everyone else is doing and and uh, and help each other in that way. Yeah, and that's a very beautiful thing. And what I also see is that in all your stories the willingness uh, for students to help other students as well, and it can even bring students into contact with each other. Ellen, we talked yesterday a little bit about this, and there are also great initiatives that where international students can help a Dutch student and the other way around, which also helps for the integration, right? Yes, so uh, one example is at the uh, Utrecht University, they have a academic buddy program. And um, what I already uh, heard from uh, from the story of Dirk is that, um, yeah, you have uh, a lot of expectations before you go uh, abroad. Um, and um, those expectations can maybe not uh, be realistic. So it's good that uh, in this program, um, students uh, who are, uh, now studying uh, in Utrecht, but maybe we'll go to Rome, um, are coupled with a student who is in Rome and will come to Utrecht. So they can talk before the uh, the uh, exchange, um, but also during about, yeah, how is the culture at the other place and, and how does the institution work? It's not only the social part, but also, yeah, how, how do you enroll for for uh, exams and those kind of things so that those expectations are, are, are better before you actually arrive at the destination. Yeah, and expectations can also relate a lot to uh, mental well being because obviously your mental well-being is not as it's at its best when expectations are not being met. Uh, Anna, you mentioned uh, that yeah, the first few weeks in the Netherlands during one of our earlier talks that they were quite uh, tough for you. Um, can you describe what these first weeks were like for you as an international student here? Yeah, definitely. Well, first of all, I would say I didn't really have expectations. I just told myself, let it be, <laughs> let it happen. Um, but what I faced, um, especially, well, I would say first is the educational part and just the second part is just living. So when it came to just the living part, um, I found that not every store accepts 
non-MasterCard, so they don't accept visas or MasterCards. So I found myself quite scared because what do I do? I don't have my, I don't have money. I can't, um, I can't buy stuff. So I would advise to open Dutch bank account as soon as possible. And there are many options and the universities usually provide some information about this and uh, maybe just withdraw a lot of cash and carry cash around. And this could also be an option. Um, the second is um, that you need to wait for the documents because, of course, you have your international passport, but you can't really do a lot of stuff. You need a residence permit. And you should know that there are so many students, so many international students coming and uh, you just need to, yeah, okay, wait maybe for a month or a month and a half for your documents and this is fine. And when it comes to the educational part, um, since I came from Russia and my bachelor was in Russian, and of course we did some courses in English, but it's still different from um, studying completely in English and being able to write huge academic things of around 3,000, 4,000 words um, in English. So the first week I was so startled and the first assignment was so horrible. I think I even failed it. But then, of course, I did the, the, the receipt and it all turned out well. So I was very happy that my university had this person who was called the writing advisor and uh, you could just come to him and he would advise you on some of the academic stuff, which was especially helpful to international students, especially coming from countries like Russia or from countries in Asia where the languages are so different. So I would just say, don't be afraid to reach out to your peers, to maybe student advisor. You never know who can come. And as long as you're open to new experience, as long as you don't afraid of making mistakes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And what I what I hear you talk about, I hear you talk about a lot of practical aspects, such as getting a, a bank account and, you know, bring a, bring a big bag of money. However, what I also hear is that um, these are these seem small practical things, but they can have a huge effect on how these first weeks, how you feel and, and how you uh, how, how you connect with the, with the country you are in. Um, I have another question for you, because as an international student in the Netherlands with a non-EU passport, uh, where do you go? Where do you go for help when you when you were not feeling at, at your best studying here yeah so that's a very good question i think a lot of international students can can feel me when i say that um so my university maastricht university um they have a really great program of psychology so you can talk to students in psychology but most importantly um you can go to the website and uh, there is some special thing for uh, psychological counseling it could be a quick section where you can just pop up for 10 seconds for seconds for 10 minutes 15 minutes um, or you can arrange um broader discussion for like an hour so i think it would be a great help to begin with um also there was an international student desk uh which was quite famous uh, people went there and yeah they just help you with everything if you're a foreigner. Oh, that's great. Yeah, Durki, you mentioned that your German university isn't like Maastricht University, like like Anna describes. However, I do see that you have a paper in front of you with do's and don'ts, even though you didn't get that much help from your university. Mm -hmm. I do think that you have, well, you've almost become your own university on mental <laughs> health. <laughs> can you can you describe to us what is on the list? What How did you help yourself? What have you learned so far? Um, yeah, so I would at first say my, my biggest don't is don't be afraid to talk about it because as I said, everybody's kind of in the same situation so it was almost liberating to talk about it and then also 
you know you're not alone and that is so important to learn because like sometimes you just don't want to get out of your bed and you're just like oh why am I like this so also don't be too hard on yourself and then you talk to other people but also yeah don't be afraid to seek help if you need it um I must say I wanted there were times I wanted help but it was hard to reach out and I think something a bit more like on a lower level maybe like frisse gedachtes would have helped me a lot um and I also just had on my list I think maybe the most important to do is be nice to yourself and and look for things that will help you that you can look forward to to like break your week like my video calls or to distract yourself uh, find a new hobby I, I started making necklaces and, and things like that and go walks do photography do whatever you want to because you probably need it that's that's why you want to do it so yeah I think that's those are things that's really helped me yeah great advice yeah Thomas from your own experience do you do you recognize what what Dirkje is uh, is telling us yeah I really recognize it and uh, I think you're giving great advice and a lot of people can take an example of you uh, but I also want to say to to students uh, I mean look around you as well I mean if you see uh, someone uh, isn't really doing well I mean just ask him or her uh, how are you doing um, yesterday I saw with an ha- I sit uh, sat with a housemate and I saw he, he wasn't really in his in, in his mood or so. So I just asked, hey, are you doing well? Uh, can I do something for you? And then we sat for an hour and he told me like a, a lot of things. And uh, I was just the listening ear. And I want to say to different students, just look around you as well. Yeah. yeah. yeah and that's also as hard as this pandemic is from time to time. I think it really has shown us to check more mentally in with with ourselves and and others um ellen you have a lot of contact i think with with more with the field rather than with students um is it something that mental well-being is more of an issue now that corona is is here do we pay more attention to it yeah yeah for sure i think it was already in the last years it was becoming more important but um corona also because yeah the the institutions find it harder to to reach their students so so yeah that's was for them more important to to um to really do something and and i think a a um, good example is uh the erasmus university they they um um uh, made a, a platform, an online platform. It's called Are You Okay Out There? It was already uh, launched in, in, I think, uh, uh, the end of March last year. So at the at the beginning of the pandemic, and um, yeah, that was a way to to still reach their students. There was also a, a chat function, and and there were uh, uh, modules about uh, how to uh, um, improve uh, your well being. What what kind of kind of uh, small steps you can take from from home um so um yeah i definitely think that uh, it was an, an also an extra opening eye for for the institutions that you really have to do something about this yeah exactly exactly like you said it was a theme that has been going on for quite some time but i think since we are well mostly inside of our small rooms uh, it is a theme that has uh, has come more more to light well, we talked a lot about um, great student initiatives as well as the, the personal stories of uh, of our ambassadors. Um, thank you for being so open about this. Uh, uh, Ellen, from your perspective at ECIO, what would you say? Um, yeah, How can we help students further in the future? How can we uh, make sure that this issue is, is put on the agenda and that students know where to go to? 
Yeah, I think um, what I already mentioned that one one part is the the working on the expectations of students, but um, also what. Uh, um, What is related to that is that the uh, information provision should be should be right. Of course, um, it should be all in English, which is uh, often already the case. But um, yeah, I think students really feel uh, a bit lost. Like, where should I start to get my information? So the uh, the institution should really uh, provide clear information on the website, or um, and also have um, um, persons they. Uh, the students can talk to to ask questions about where where to go um so i think that's something that can really improve and um uh also there are already uh good in, uh, initiatives uh, about also creating a community feeling and feeling at home at the at the institution and i think that's something um that's yeah also really important so uh, those things i would say that um can uh, be more focused on it's already It's already happening, but it can be uh, improved still. Yeah. Yeah. And Anna, you mentioned or you, hearing Dirkie's story, Dirkie said also accept the way you're feeling. And mm -hmm. uh, how, how do you feel about uh, what, what advice would you give to students who are listening? Yeah. Um, so I would say, first of all, be aware that it is completely normal that you feel a bit uneasy, sad or depressed um, because you have begun a, a whole new journey and moved to another country. And you just need time to adjust to new culture, new people, new study demands. And you don't need to put any extra push to yourself and don't bury yourself in thoughts such as like, I was so happy back home and I am just a, such a sad, miserable human being right now. Just um, accept this is normal. Time will do its thing. You will be fine. Everything will turn out in the best part. Yeah, exactly. And uh, for students who need the extra push to talk about mental well-being, because I think we all agree that the first step is really talk about the way you're feeling, talk about the way you're feeling with your mm -hmm. peers, find help. Uh, Thomas, what would you say to students who need an extra push to talk with a peer about student well-being? Yeah, come to Fris Gedachts, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> use Connect, use the platform uh, and come to our events, of course. I mean, of course, I want to mention that. Um, but I also want to say that uh, we as a student initiative or as a student organization, we have to look at ourselves as well because Of course, there are a lot of initiatives and a lot of institutions who really want to uh, improve the student well-being. But it's really important that we have we should uh, bring all that initiatives and that organizations all together, so every student knows where they can go with their own personal problems. They can um, they can recognize for themselves okay which organization or which initiative fits best. And of course, I think Frisgedachtes can help in that. Yeah, exactly. And this is also the reason why we're making this podcast because obviously we talked about initiatives from the Utrecht University, the Erasmus University, Maastricht University, but we really also would like to emphasize that students or student well-being officers who are listening to this podcast uh, feel inspired by what we're talking about here because I think there are so many good examples, also low-key examples of uh, of, of what, what students need because, Dirk, I hear that from your story, mm -hmm. uh, low-key um, examples or peer-to-peer -peer things or your weekly whining with wine <laughs> I think you had with yes. a friend really helped you pull through, right? Yes, exactly, because especially as a student, I, I noticed and I heard from older people that they sometimes felt forgotten by the bigger institutions, starting by the government because there were all these restrictions and rules and they didn't apply to students so it was a question like, okay, but how do we fit in this whole situation? And then from the institutions at least from my own experience, 
there wasn't much um, in Dublin at one point. There was every day there were emails sent out about what help you could uh, seek, but it was not for students that were living abroad because it was only for the students that were in Dublin and that could in person go to somebody to talk, but not online. So how does that apply for all the students that couldn't even go to Dublin? So then, yes, talking to people is so important, asking how older people feel, but also don't forget about yourself. Don't put yourself away too much. And and yeah, just I think it's so important to talk about it because I feel sometimes mental health used to be kind of a taboo. And I think it's almost a positive side of Corona, of COVID, that we can talk about it so much more. And for example, I have this podcast to discuss it more. And I think that's really beautiful and so important. Yeah, we can no longer invite uh, or avoid, excuse me, <laughs> the important topic that is mental well-being. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, well, I see some good near, good year's resolutions in, in all of what you're, <laughs> what you're saying. Well, the end of 2021 is near and so is this podcast. Uh, thank you to all our guests for being here today and for sharing their stories and great initiatives um, to help us all get through uh, not only just a pandemic, but also uh, our international experiences, I would I would say. For more information about the topic, there is a lot going on, so stay put for the upcoming information. First and foremost, you can find all the information on where to go as an international student for mental health care in the Netherlands on the website of Study in Holland. To find out more about student well-being in the Netherlands and student well-being uh, at your university, go to the website of ECIO or visit Frisse Gedachtes for one of the student initiatives in your student town. And last but not least, there are also many stories like Dirkjes and Anna's uh, shared on the Instagram and Facebook pages of Wilweg and Study in Holland. Know that you are not alone in this and together we can pull through. Um, but more importantly, together we talk about it like we did just now. Thank you all for listening. We have hoped uh, to have helped you with this podcast. And for now, there is nothing left to say than to wish you wonderful holidays and a happy, but most of all, healthy new year.